Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey guys, what's up? Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank my oh-so-awesome web host, Liquid Web, uh, for sponsoring the podcast. A couple quick updates for you guys, because I've been with Liquid Web for a couple months now, and it just keeps getting better. Since I recorded the initial spot for them, there's a couple things they've added. The features are amazing. And yes, my site is still running screaming fast, super safe. I have automatic updates. It's, it's, it's been beautiful. I don't have any downtime or issues. But what has been added is image compression is one. Uh, they've, they've set it up with TinyPNG right now. And I know that they're working on an in-house solution to that. But you guys, when I went in to optimize my images, the initial cost would have been close to $100 because the amount of media I have in my site. So just know that that it does, they're, they're doing that for you. They're handling that for you. So that's an additional cost you don't have going out. They've added a couple other features within. One is uh, stencils. You can essentially clone the site. So you can create a stencil of your site. So as an example, if you're doing memberships or you've got niche sites, you can basically clone the site. It duplicates it. You don't have to do this whole new install. It's really, really fantastic. And then the other feature they've added is tags. So again, if you're managing client sites, you can go in there, you can you can sort it by personal sites, by client sites, but then you can search by tag. You guys, I'm pumped with these <laughs> with these people. The hosting, the dashboard, of course, is beautiful and easy. Anyways, thank you, Liquid Web. I am super happy to be on your servers. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a drum roll, please. Uh, the WordPress Chick Podcast. This is episode 150. 150! 150! Kind of a milestone. I'm a little bit excited. <laughs> yeah, so welcome. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And if it's your first time tuning in, there's a whole bunch of episodes to go back and listen to, but we're gonna have some fun today. And, you know, you guys, uh, a couple little disclaimers here. I do, I'm hoping you can't hear it. I've got a little fan on in the background doing what I can to avoid the heat, stay comfortable when I'm comfortable. The episode flows. So (laughs) it's just you and I today. I will not break into song singing just you and I. So you're welcome. Um, But what we're going to talk about today are lessons on business and life after 150 episodes. I have been thinking about this quote unquote milestone episode for a while now. You know, I knew I was coming up on this and for some reason, I don't know about you guys, I did this email today. Here we go. Off script, like five minutes, three minutes in, right? I was doing an email to my audience today and I was talking about time and it, time is crazy. And we all say this, right? Is time seems to go faster as we get older or I can't believe, you know, we're ha- almost halfway through the year. We're going into the sixth month here, all of those things. And it's funny because one of the things I've I've noticed is when I'm loving what I'm doing, it's like there's never enough time. And I don't mean that, you know, I enjoy the moment. I don't need like pleasurable activities and stuff to last forever. It would kind of take away the fun. You know what I mean? Um, it's like you can't eat too much sugar. But with with time, it's interesting with your business, right? Is that when you don't enjoy what you're doing or when you're waiting for something, it feels like it's dragging. So it's it's just kind of crazy as I've stepped into these new directions 
like time really feels like it's flying. And I don't know, maybe it's even, even though I'm the, you know, F the hustle chick that I, I take the time for the naps and the walks and the, the pool floating coming up pretty quick. The water's still a little chilly, but I, I just, it kind of trips me up that I'm already at episode 150. I feel like I was planning this, you know, three months ago and it's like, oh, it's here. So just as a side note, I am going to do a live stream next week to celebrate episode 150. I've got some giveaways for you. Beaver Builder is going to give away some licenses. I've got a couple other friends that are doing that. Live streaming is definitely going to be part of an ongoing strategy for me. So you can, within the, the post of this episode, you could just go to the wpchick.com forward slash 150. I've got a link and you can just get notified of when I go live. So it's there's there's no awesome giveaway or anything with that. I'm, I'm really trying to test the platform, but I will tell you that engagement on live streams and reach is pretty phenomenal. I just like to do it with some sort of strategy. I don't know that I'll ever be that just, hey, da, 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 you know, unless something pops up that I really am excited about or want to share. I don't see me just being the impromptu, just ramble <laughs> person. And I don't know about you guys. I'm in a couple different live stream groups. And uh, one of it is the be live group. And I, sometimes I'm like, what are these people doing? It seems like all they do all day is live stream. And they've got all these shows. I'm like, how do you make money? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing that pays the bill? It's it's just it's fascinating to me. So any insight, feel free to share. But again, the links will be in the show notes for that. Or you can just make sure to like uh, my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the WP chick. All right, so let's jump into business and life lessons from 150 episodes of podcasting. Um, I promise this is not a recap on 150 episodes, but it's the things that I have um, gathered, you know, gained, taken away from from doing this. So, so get comfy. We're going to chat, me and you, okay? All right, let's jump in. So the first thing that I realized, I, I started writing this out, right? And I, I when I tend to to do my blog posts, for the episode, I'll bullet point and I'll cut. So I've got like a little bit of an outline before going. And so I started writing down like kind of bullets of what has ha- what it was shifted for me. And the first thing is confidence. And I've always considered myself a pretty confident person, but I'm going to tell you, it took me a lot longer to get over the imposter syndrome in my business. First of all, I never thought I would have it. I mean, <laughs> that's going to sound really cocky, right? But when you come from I don't, I don't want to say that I played it safe, but you know, my retail career, I was always like going, doing better. I'd open stores, I'd, I'd travel, I would do whatever I needed to do. And it was just, I kind of grew up in that space. So it was a very natural ability, right? I started my business at 38. Yeah. Getting old. No, I'm just kidding. So I started my business at 38 and that's a totally different place to step into something brand new. I'm totally self-taught, right? And so for the first five years, I really struggled with who am I to teach this or talk about this? And by this, I'm referring to WordPress because I was not a coder or programmer. And let me let me just say too that I the imposter syndrome isn't, I'd like to say it's completely gone. It still pops up, but it has just such a wee tiny little space in my life now it's more of an indicator or more of a uh, just something I observe at this point. But what happened is eventually I flipped the imposter syndrome and what I thought was a weakness, i.e. not being a programmer or a coder. 
And I flipped it and used it as a strength that because I wasn't a coder or programmer, I was talking to the everyday user, right? I built a business around WordPress because of my love of WordPress. Plain and simple. As I figured things out, I would share them. It's really not rocket science, right? And yet for some reason, guys, like I would, I would guess that you can equate this to something in your business. Sometimes the simplest things are not always the easiest things. A good friend of mine was, she was down last week. Was it last week? Yeah. No, the week before. I don't know. Time is just blurry. I think it was last week. And we do like, we'll do a work day together and, you know, we go to lunch and she's talking about, I know I need to, she's done all these live streams and the videos are on her site. I'm like, but you didn't do a written post too. Like, take it up, kick it up a, a notch, you know, like go look, and she's, I'm going to go ahead and finish the sentence here. <laughs> and she's beating herself up because I know I'm supposed to do these things. Why don't I do these? I put it off, et cetera, et cetera. And first of all, you know, the, the beating yourself up is not going to get it done. It's just not. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to doing it. We have to do things. I don't you know, have to, but you know what I'm saying? That when it comes to doing things in your business that you don't get an immediate ROI on, you have to get in there and do it. And oftentimes you're doing it before you feel like doing it, right? I mean, I've said this many times and it bears repeating specifically for this episode. And that is that I launched the podcast simply because I wanted to have more fun. That was it. I had zero expectations, nor did I have a strategy. (laughs) I just knew that I wanted to bring more of me into my business and I wanted to have fun while I did it. And keep in mind, so I, I think we're close to going on four years and I was really in the thick of client work when I launched the podcast. So it was, it was just something I needed that was mine. Right. And through that, I found my voice in this space. And you guys, it was, it was, I didn't know anything about podcasting other than I was a listener, truly. And clearly I have an inclination towards technology, right? Again, not the programmer, but I know how to use this stuff now. And I had a friend who could help and stuff. So I just did it. And you know, there's something about when there isn't an outcome that you're expecting or you're attached to that it sort of relieves this pressure to do it in any way, shape or form, right? But the more I showed up as myself, the more the podcast grew. What I was saying was resonating with people and the feedback was beyond encouraging. And, you know, it was, it was crazy, you guys, just reaching out to people. And that's going to be the next thing we talk about is connection relationships, but reaching out to people and realizing what a give that is. Meaning, look, here's my platform. I've got an audience and it wasn't, it's much bigger now than it was then, but let me use my site, my show to share your message, right? It's, it's like, it's so, it's just a value add, right? So had I waited though, until I had a strategy for the podcast, I can guarantee you that it wouldn't have launched when it did. And obviously, you know, podcasting was not new (laughs) when I launched, but there were way less at the time than there are today. I would probably, I'm going to make up a Kim statistic here and just tell you that I would bet you could go to one in five websites and find a podcast in a marketing space and, you know, today or, or online business space that there's a, there's a podcast and it doesn't, obviously it's not just podcasting is huge. There probably is a podcast for everything. You guys, when we were doing podcast services, which I don't do anymore, like a done for you service, 
you know, I did, I did, I was doing research in iTunes and gosh, there's a podcast on parents of twins. There was a podcast on uh, aqua, aqua, Ponics, aquaponics, some sort of water gardening system. There was a podcast for people of French descent. I mean, you name it, there's probably a podcast. But truly, doing the podcast gave me the confidence I needed in my business to just show up as myself because that's where the validation comes. Still to this day, one of my favorite tweets. And if you're listening, I just got to say thank you. And I apologize. It's not in front of me. I should have pulled it up. But again, off script. Um, was said, I think Kim Doyle would be fun to have a pint with. And I was like, I am. <laughs> and it was really, I was like, perfect. Who I am is showing up and, and, and is coming through. So the confidence this has given me, you guys, and it's because of you for listening and continuing to listen. So thank you. Uh, the second thing that has really just blown my mind, um, mind, I'm going to go ahead and finish that, that word is the connections are the connections and relationships that have come out of doing the show. You know, as much fun as I have doing this, by far, the, the, the relationships has been the biggest gift of everything. Because, you know, it's really, really easy to get caught up in our businesses and just getting the work done. And sometimes taking the time to connect with people feels like a luxury, right? Or something we fit in after the work is done. And, you know... <laughs> For you guys listen to me. It, you wouldn't think I'm not shy. I will never say that I'm shy. And I don't even know that I would call I'm somewhere in between an introvert and an extrovert. I'm social. I love connecting with people, but I really like my time to myself too. But but having the podcast, it's totally opened a circle of oh, circle of influence. That's not the right word. Um <laughs> Of course, Lion King's circle of life is totally running through my head now. And I'm sorry if I just did that to you. But it's it's made me step outside of my comfort zone and do that outreach. And initially, I, w- I don't know that I was nervous, but it was like, you know, who am I? And now it's rare that I, I, I don't think I've had anyone say no. I have people reaching out to me to be on the show. And and it's just great because I've connected with people in different spaces. You guys listen to this, you know that I've got a lot of people from the WordPress space, but, but the connections and the relationships that have become friendships, right? I mean, Troy Dean is one. I've just had him on the Beaver Builder guys, Carrie Dills, you know, John Prez, we've developed a, a great, fr- John is like my brother from another mother, I think. Lee Jackson, like, and I'm not trying to be a name dropper and maybe these names mean nothing to you. But the point is, these people have become dear friends, at least on my end, right? <laughs> They're probably like, oh, I'm just kidding. The self-deprecating humor. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about that. On one hand, it's funny because I think it's funny. It's, I'm not doing it from a place of, woe is me, compliment me. But at the same time, eh, you got to choose your words carefully, right? But the point is, the friendships, It's it's just been such a gift. And it's really helped me to extend the relationships. And we scale our businesses on our own, right? Or with a team. But it is so much more fun when you've got people to share this with. And I'm going to tell you that it happens a lot faster when you have people to share it with and people who will support you along the way. And, you know, I'm going to tie, when I tie this section up, I've got a perfect example for this. But, you know, at the end of the day, the podcast is a way 
that I've been able to use my platform to share someone else's message, right? Again, it's coming back to that. It's a total give. And to me, it, it's, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. It seems like the most fun I get to have. And here's a little selfish spin on it. Sometimes I'm like, I should totally be paying this person for their time, <laughs> right? You feel like you're getting this hour of mentorship, of coaching, of, of business advice, from this person yet, right? It's going out to, you know, thousands and thousands of people, which I can say that factually, the downloads. So thank you, everybody. But it blows me away. And when I, I, I just get giddy when I think about the people who have become friends, just simply because we've connected through the podcast. And there, and I would love to tell you that every single person has become a friend in connection, but there's not, right? We're not all meant to be friends. <laughs> and that's okay. But the right ones click and it's wonderful to be able to use what I love and what I built to say, Hey, here's somebody who's awesome. Right. So, I mean, it kind of makes me feel like a little kid, even when I think about how many more awesome people I have yet to connect with. When I, it just, it's, it's kind of blows my mind and I've gotten much more proactive in promoting the show and reaching out. And then one of the things I love to do at this point is after I've had someone on the show, you know, we hang on Skype for a minute and I'm like, Hey, if, if, if there was a real connection and I see a value and I think that my podcasting friends, uh, would like that connection, then I'm always looking to, Hey, can I help get some more introductions for you? I'd love to help you get some more interviews to share it. And so that's another give, like, how can I use my relationships to share this? Um, and that's something I think we can all probably do more of. And now it comes full circle. Meaning, you know, you guys have heard me talk about lead surveys, which is holy shnikes launching at the end of the month. And I say that because it's just exciting. It's this whole new space and oh, I'm just excited. I know the possibility behind it. I'm, I'm committed to becoming this conversion ninja automation master. <laughs> and you guys know me. It's not from a place of I don't want to talk to people, but how can I use what I've created to, to keep things flowing, right? To keep the process flowing, which is why I'm switching from active campaign to drip. And I will get into that on another episode. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, tracking and, and documenting what I'm doing as I go through this. The processes, I'll do videos on it. So it's kind of just a hear what, when, how, why, all that good stuff. It, I, I kind of thought they were similar tools. And then I read a great post on why somebody else made the switch. And I had no idea the ninja stuff I can do. Let me give you a little example, guys. So one of the things and I know this can actually be done with active campaign. But so let's say I, I take my podcast archive page, right? That's just got all episodes. And I can put a uh, a tracking code from drip on there. And then what I can do is I can trigger sequences from from for people on my list who have gone to the podcast page, and I can trigger sequences from that. There's so many different things you can do. I can send out, you know, my daily emails, and I can just click a button and have it automatically send to people who don't open it, resend it. So that's minimal. The automations and workflows get a little bit like I have to do this in chunks, because my brain starts feeling squeezed. Um, But my point 
is as I step into all this and with lead surveys, you know, I've, I've started talking to all of these people that I've connected with and, and have forged these true friendships with. And when they're like, well, what are you doing? What are you working on now? And the support, the, the offer to support and let me know how I can help you. I, I, that came before ever asking anybody, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm building with, with this interest to you. And so it, it's, that's where a little bit of the eek, here we go, comes from because not, not a nervousness in the quality of the product, but all right, girl, got to step up. This is all new, but you got to put it out there. So it's kind of come full circle. And again, I, I launched this show without any expectations, just having more fun. And it has been a friggin' blast. All right. The next category. <laughs> and this one came up sort of, uh, I don't want to say after the fact, but shit happens, you guys. <laughs> and it's okay. You know, we, we've all heard those, those inspirational, or should I say trite sayings, fail hard, fail fast. It doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is how we handle it. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And don't get me wrong. I am a self-help junkie. I'm the first person that I love quotes. I love inspirational sayings. Um, it's funny because I actually don't create and share a ton of them, <laughs> um, which I could. I, I think I'd prefer sharing some um, deep thoughts with Jack Andy at this point. But you get the point. And the, the thing with with going through things in life, right, as it relates to our business, is that it, it's so easy to get overwhelmed or frustrated or feel lonely. But here's the thing with shit happening. It happens to all of us. It's just that most most people don't talk about the shit they're going through or have gone through, right? So sometimes we feel like we're on an island. (laughs) The more you talk about it, and you guys, I don't mean bitch about it. To this day, side note, rant coming. To this day, I don't understand the pouring, the vomiting of drama on social media and forget whether or not you're looking for a response. How on earth do you think you're going to get past the crappy feelings if you just keep talking about it, right? I'm going to give you guys a little story. So I shared a while ago, right? I sold my house last year. So I'm running a house and it's just my son and I, the yard is way smaller, still has a pole. So I'm pumped about that, but the the neighbors are closer. It's a quieter neighborhood, which is great. But the people to one side of me have this kind of banshee dog, <laughs> like this. <laughs> I can't even try to do it. And I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. But it's got this crazy barky, like, like something's wrong with it with its throat. Okay, well, my dogs are like three each, right? And so three years old, they got a ton of energy and one of them's really strong. This house is 30 years old. So one of the days the Banshee dog is out there and my dogs go out to bark at it. I mean, you guys, there are times when I'm sitting in my office, which is upstairs and I'll hear that thing. You guys, I love dogs, but it just sound when I'm equating it to the story here. So I'll hear the dog and then my dogs bolt, right? There's a dog door downstairs. My dogs bolt to go through and out and go at the dog who's doing its banshee cries at the fence. Well, the unique thing about the, this, um, these homes here 
is the garage is in the back, which I would say I'm, I'm being polite. I don't like it, <laughs> but it is what it is. But there's a loft above the garages. So it's like a bonus room for us. My daughter's actually staying in it when she's home from college. So there's this loft. Well, the neighbors on either side of me have people permanently living, living in the lofts, right? And I think it's an adult daughter next door. Well, I've tried to be friendly. <laughs> and this is so funny because I'm, I'm sharing this story with you to tell you why I didn't share this story. <laughs> Oh, I'm so getting the irony before I get there. I've talked to the father next door. He's really nice. Mother, no, no, won't wave to me. I'm like, okay. But the, the owner, the father, who's probably closer to my dad's age is really nice. The daughter is out back there getting her banshee dog and just F and A, F and A, they broke our fence. Like I was like, oh my goodness. It's a 30 year old fence. And it was one board that slipped out. Here's my point to drama, you guys. And now it's kind of like I laugh about it. I was pretty irritated that day because I was like, settle down, tiger. It's one board. And there were dogs on either side of the fence, right? I just, I, I will never to this day get the misery that people attach to such insignificant things. But it all depends on where we're at in life, right? So. I would love to tell you I sent her love and blessings, but I didn't at the time. I just walked away. The dad fixed the fence. The nice thing is that I've heard the banshee a whole lot less. I think they told her to keep it on lockdown. But I was kind of riled up from it. And I'm like, no, no, you are not telling the story to everybody everywhere. This is not like, you know, oh, my sister, my parents, my friends. Like, so I let it go. And I didn't tell the story. <laughs> until I was able to do it from a humorous place, kind of like right now. And I, you guys, I really see the irony in saying don't spill the drama and I'm sharing it with you. But when I see this stuff and I see people doing that, like it, like I, I knew that if I told that story that day, I was just going to get more pissed off. And so I just sat on it until I could do it from a witty, insulting place. <laughs> you guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I was pretty sarcastic with friends telling the story and it just diffused it. Of course, I'm never going to call somebody names. That's not what I want to do. And I, I don't know, maybe that doesn't work, but I had to find a way to find the humor in it and let it go. So, you know, when stuff happens, there is a way to, to share it and talk about it from a place of like a place of empowerment, I guess. Right. It, it's just, the shit in my life doesn't get a grip on me anymore. And as long as, as I choose to give it a voice of moving beyond it, I'm okay. And at the end of the day, it's just life. And I'm going to tell you that the more you talk about it, and again, I'm not saying you, that, you know, there, there seems to be a confusion <laughs> sometimes with the difference between personal and private. And you have to find what works for you. It will connect you with your audience. I promise you that when you do it from a place of growth and empowerment and maybe you don't have to go through this because I did. And this is what I wish I had done differently, right? There's a way to play with that perspective because the truth is we all perceive things how we're going to perceive them. You know, I can't control how you guys are interpreting what I'm saying what I, the story, my, my, you know, insulting comment um, may have offended people. And I, there's, that's not my responsibility. There's nothing I can do about it. I can just show up and try to 
be as genuine and inspiring and, and, and encouraging as possible, right? But truthfully, you guys, just remember that no matter what you're going through, we all go through it. There's, we all have battle scars. We all have relationship struggles. We all have, you know, there people, whether it's money struggles, client issues, we all go through it. We all go through it. We've all got our shit. So at the end of the day, you guys, it is just life and it's all okay. There's, you know, there's something, the beauty about getting older, one of the things I think is that you learn once you've been brought to your knees and one way or another, eventually you learn that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And it, it truly is. It's, it's, this is why you need the dark with the light, right? Okay. That went really sideways. So we're going to get back on track. Um, the next thing that has come, the next thing I really needed a better name for these, I don't know, bullets or whatever, but was clarity. Massive clarity through doing this. And anyone who has embarked on this entrepreneurial journey can attest to the times of confusion and lack of clarity that show up from time to time. I've changed directions a handful of times over the last four years. And the only reason I was able to pivot from one thing to the next was because I would implement, right? It was through the doing that you can transition. Because if you sit and talk about and plan and, you know, attend conferences and do all these external, as I like to call them, peripherals, is you focus on all this external stuff, you're never going to know if it's the right direction until you just friggin' get in there and do it. You know, I was, um, did I share? I don't know if I shared this, so I'm sorry if I had. I had a great conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. And you guys, I say this all the time. I hop on Skype. I just love to connect with people. And obviously, there's only so many that I can do. And it's not coaching, but just a connection call. Email me, Kim at the WPChick.com. Happy to hop on Skype. Um, so, so a gal had, she'd responded and she's from the area. We had a mutual friend in common. And she was saying, she said, it's so interesting to me. She was in, I want to say it was the ClickFunnels group. She said how so many people post things like, this is what I want to do. Is this going to work? This is what I, you know, I want to A-B test this. Will this work? Will this work? Will this do it? Stop asking if it's going to work and do it because we don't have a crystal ball. You guys, I worked with, remember, I've, and I'm going to have him back on the show, Jason Hornung with his Facebook advertising agency. Amazing experience. I earned my investment back. I had great results and Jason taught me so much about the fundamentals in business and in direct response marketing, particularly. But you don't know until you run it. You need to approach it with a strategy, but you may, maybe you're making up that strategy and just document bullet. Okay. This is what I'm doing. Here is my headline. Here is my ad cost. And this is obviously specifically to ads. This is funnel, blog post, podcast, video, whatever it is. Make some notes for yourself and just try it put it out there. Okay. So when I started my business, you guys, <laughs> I never wanted to do services, i.e. build websites, right? Are you guys tired of hearing that as much as you're tired of hearing my hashtag fundamentals. Um, my intention was always information marketing, but I stumbled into WordPress within the first six months of my business and kind of took an eight year detour, <laughs> which sounds insane as I write that. But as a friend of mine likes to say, what up, Steve-O? Uh, here's the thing. 
When you start talking to other entrepreneurs, all of a sudden you're exposed to everything they've been through, what they do, and how they run their business. And so my detour absolutely brought me to here where I am today. And it's, it's again, it's through this doing that the clarity came, right? When, you know, you guys, I have yet to have an interview that has, hasn't left me inspired, given me a new perspective on what I can be doing or made me think of something that I'd never thought of, right? Like you get all these ideas. That's the beauty of this. And seriously, for somebody who is so F the hustle, it might seem contrary. Yeah, I would say it might seem contrary that I'm constantly consuming, but I also produce. So just keep that in mind. But I like to consume new ideas and read and, and see different perspectives and do all that. So, you know, keep that in mind. That doesn't mean that I give up what I'm doing in hopes of jumping into what and a guest has shared, right? You know, I, I've had someone who does publishing. I've thought about writing a book in my story and it's like, I'm going to do that. It's not happening in the next six months, but it's something that, you know, if I'm watching TV, I could start a notebook in Evernote. You know, that's kind of the stuff that I mean. Sometimes it just means I try something new. Other times it means I adjust something I'm doing or try a different approach. Either way, it's through the doing that I get clear. You, you've been on this journey with me where I did the high ticket mastermind. I had amazing adventures, spending time with people earning ridiculous amounts of money. And I don't mean that as a, it was just an adjective of choice. (laughs) I don't mean that it was ridiculous, but earning really significant incomes. No regrets, guys. No regrets. A friend that had been in that journey in the mastermind with me said, well, I just looked at that as the cost of tuition to clarity. And I was like, Huh? Because trust me, there's plenty of times I'm like, I spent a lot of money doing that. But I know it's brought me here. I know it has. It's, you know, it's, it's so much easier to define what you want when you get clear on what you don't want. And that tends to be the way it works, even though you can step back and I've done vision boards and lists and intentions and stuff. This is the first time that I have felt so much clarity and focus and it's, it's been for the last, it's been all of 2017. Nothing has pulled me away at all. My two primary focuses are in content and lead generation. So it has to do with content through the site and what I'm bringing. I've got something I'm launching. And by the way, if you haven't joined content creators, my Facebook group, I'll link to that. We just launched. I am giddy with the engagement in this group, you guys. It's, they're just awesome. I, I'm so, so excited about this group of people. So there's content creators and then lead generation obviously is with lead surveys, but, and how I get to everywhere I'm going is I'm testing, I'm trying, and then I share it, guys. That's my content strategy. Kind of magical, huh? That was sarcasm, but there, there's plenty within both of those categories that I can go deeper, wider, whatever. But for the most part, if it doesn't fall under one of those two focuses, I don't get into it. That doesn't mean I don't, you know, have my morning coffee and, and head over to product hunt or beta list and look at stuff. The crazy thing is now with all this Yoda like wisdom, (laughs) I look at it from a different perspective. So I just kind of like to see what's going on. And because of this new space, obviously, I've never had a SaaS product. Uh, Stepping to this, 
I, I'm able to just look at stuff and here's a great example. Um, and, and poor Gordon, I probably drive him crazy. He's like, we're working. And for me, it's not like, look what this person's doing. We should do this. It's not that at all. I look at things as validation, right? Like one of the things that is, is going to happen with lead surveys is kind of all of the personalization and segmenting of subscribers. And then there's all this retargeting, you know, wizardry that can happen that you, you go to a site and you fill out a survey. You're not going to see it again, but we might be able to show you something else based on a survey response, right? So it's going to be kind of cool. So as, as I do that focus, next thing you know, I see, which is partly why I'm, I'm going to drip, but I, I'll see an article from Sujan Patel on personalization, right? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and there are different things that are coming out about personalized content and showing the right content. You guys, all of this stuff is where things are heading. And I'm not like, and I'm not telling you this, like, you know, jump on the bandwagon. I'm telling you this because that's where it might seem like I'm doing the rabbit hole, but it all comes full circle. It comes back to lead generation. And I look at it that it's an education that I can use to, to create better content for lead surveys, to pay attention to what's happening. And is this going to serve the market? And, and looking at pricing models, you guys, that's a, that's a cluster if I've ever looked at one. They run the gamut. The language is hard to understand sometimes. Like page views, visits, contacts. Which one are we going to like? Where does this fit? Right. That's for another episode. Anyways. So, you know, the clarity through this journey has been gold. And I will tell you that there have probably been plenty of times where somebody has, has talked about something they've done and it's like, Oh, maybe I should be doing that. Or, Oh, should I be further along or should I be charging more? Whatever it is, where I'm at today is a place of massive contentment. (laughs) I'm, I'm happy. I'm in this for the long haul. I would rather have, you know, consistent scalable growth with whatever I'm doing as opposed to the huge, the huge win, the big tipping point. And then you're starting over, if that makes sense. So the next thing that we're going to chat about is audience. Holy moly, nothing. And I mean, nothing has grown my audience the way the podcast has. I have always been a huge fan of audio content and both in terms of podcasts and audiobooks. I almost said books on tape. Yes, welcome to my age. I loved that I could always put something good into my head when I'm out and about. And it's, it's pretty much the only content that I can consume while doing something else. I've tried plenty of times to watch videos and, and, and then do something else, right? Like I've got two monitors. So maybe I've got a video over here, but next thing you know, I've missed half of what I was supposed to be watching. I do this all the time. So house of cards is back on Netflix, right? And I'm kind of having a hard time getting into the season. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I despise politics in general, but I love this show. <laughs> um, but it, it, and it's like too many times I found myself having to go backwards because I was kind of on my laptop kind of doing stuff. And I was like, geez, girl. So that's why I love audio content because there are certain things that I can do. I can't listen to a podcast and write a post, right? That's, that's too many words happening in my head at the same time. And the other thing is there's something that I find a little bit more intimate about audio content than video. And I, I love video too. But when I think about how many people are choosing to listen to me since I do these solo shows, right? 
it kind of blows my mind where I'm close to 200,000 downloads of the podcast. And I'm just I'm honored and humbled that people let me into their lives. They take me to the gym, they take me grocery shopping, shopping, driving, in the car, whatever. So for that, I, I hope you guys know I do not take it for granted. I don't I appreciate it more than you know. And I'm sure my audience has changed as I've shifted things in my business as well, right? Which is really how it should work. It made me think of this saying, and I apologize. I don't know the quote source. I Googled it for like a hot minute. <laughs> so if you know uh, the quote source, feel free to send it to me. But the quote is, people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? So for the most part, it, this is just as true in our business as it is in our personal lives. I can tell you plenty of people that I've subscribed to that I don't subscribe to anymore or podcasts that I listen to that I only visit in a way and I've shifted, but your business will grow and change as you do, right? I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who've started out with a focus on one thing only to shift towards something else. A great example of this is Amy Porterfield. You know, Amy started out talking and I followed her. I don't know if I subscribe to her right now. I love what she does. I don't know her personally. I'm thinking I need to have her on the show though. But I've, I've started talking, Amy started talking about Facebook, right? She was teaching all things Facebook related. But if you go to her site today, you're not going to find Facebook training. She teaches, I think, how to grow a list, create courses and run successful webinars, which to me is kind of a brilliant uh, move because with how frequently Facebook changes things, I don't know how anybody I mean, you got to do it. It's got to be your your one focus, for lack of a better word. Like I think of John Loomer, but you know, he's interesting too. And if you go to John's site, the links will be in. I got to throw John in. He wasn't in the post, <laughs> but it's J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R. So John Loomer, he was the Facebook ads guy, does a ton of content. He's got the Pubcast is what he calls his podcast has courses and products on Facebook ads, but he's starting to talk more about entrepreneurship in general. And I think what happens and for anybody is, you know, you get kind of tired about talking about the same thing. You know, I mean, I'm sure people wonder sometimes like, when are you going to back to WordPress tutorials? I don't know that I will. And, you know, my, fo- my primary focus was on, you know, certain things relative to WordPress. I don't talk about Genesis anymore at all. And it's, I still use Genesis, but my focus is more on WordPress as the foundation and the hub of your business. So as I shifted, and if you've been to the site in the last, oh, seven, eight months, this is a place where WordPress and marketing collide. And I know I have mapped out some very ugly (laughs) wireframes of like a start here page and a couple pieces of Cornerstone content like how to set up and install a WordPress blog. It's silly to me that I don't have that. But this is the imposter syndrome got in the way I figured other people had done that, blah, 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 you know, who knows, maybe today, I could have a $60,000 a month income from Bluehost, who knows. But the point is, just based on the domain, the keywords, everything, it will be beneficial to my audience, enough people that follow, subscribe, come to the site would, would benefit from that, right? And then doing new resources pages that go more in depth with not just a list of affiliate links. And I'm not judging that guys. But I do 
I've got a lot of video. That's kind of my affiliate marketing shtick is I'll do a post or a review, whatever, but there are tools and stuff I use. So looking at, okay, how can I go deeper, wider, whatever with, with some of these resources? So I am mapping that stuff out, but just remember that it's, it's perfectly, I don't know, natural, normal. It's a good thing if your audience changes as you do, right? Uh, it's, trust me, guys, I was emailing with someone today. Um, and it was great because I'd, I'd done my email and then I see like six people unsubscribe and I was like, oh, that kind of hurts, right? Even though the opt-ins for the day are always, are always outweighing the opt-outs. But right after I saw that, I get this email. What's up, Kathy, if you're listening, that said, cause she, I forget what the, it was, a, um, quick note, but she said, you know, I love your emails. And it was just, you guys, if you don't think that people want to hear from you, I'm going to tell you that they do. There's, there's not an email that somebody sends me a nice note that I don't respond and appreciate. And it makes my heart happy. It just does. Right. And I was like, thanks. I totally needed that. Even though it's like the little kid in me is like, why don't you like me? (laughs) But the marketer's like, next, (laughs) good. You probably weren't going to be a customer. I wasn't a good fit. I get it next. You know, it's it. So there's always kind of that, that waffle there, but just know that the audience growth that is, I would say my audience is because of the podcast truly. All right. So let's move on to traffic. Nothing surprised me more than to see the traffic that was generated to the site because of the podcast. When I launched the podcast, iTunes quickly became one of my top traffic sources. Now the podcast still drives a ton of traffic, but not, it's not one of my top 10 from iTunes anymore, mainly because I have other traffic since, since I launched this, I have done so much more in terms of, you know, consistent sharing, promotion, social media, emailing, you guys are on my list, my daily, almost daily, whatever emails. And the thing with, with podcast traffic though, is it's not super easy to measure, right? You can, you can pretty much look at downloads. Um, and unless you have a specific funnel called the action and a podcast, which I should have, I've tested, but not diligently, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing to measure you unless you're doing that call to action. And, you know, I have other traffic sources that I focus on more in terms of measuring. And then again, most people listen to podcasts on mobile, how often they're clicking through to the site. It, it's tricky to measure sometimes, but I do share all my podcast episodes socially, like I said. And I've recently started sending them to YouTube, which here's the thing, you guys, I know now, and this is where as, as I shift and get my income where I want it to be, I might hire again. Remember, I've gotten rid of all team. I've got a couple contractors when I need stuff that I go to, but with my intention to simplify and make my life much easier, um, I needed that space. So when I'm ready, and, and it fits, (laughs) I will probably bring someone on to help take care of some of these little things because I use Hanny Mora's repurpose.io plugin, which allows you to repurpose audio and video content, right? So I can have, I can, it'll, it pulls based on the feed, it pulls all my podcasts in, and then I can just send them to YouTube. And so I send the recent one. And then (laughs) when I remember, which I should just put on the calendar, um, I go in and send a previous episode. Now, the next step, right, would be to go to YouTube and optimize that. Do I have a link, my description, my keywords? So that's the step that would be great then to have somebody else go in and do. And now with repurpose, 
I, I know that I can send the podcast to Facebook. I haven't set up this workflow yet. And I don't know how many people are going to want to listen to an entire episode on Facebook, but it might get them interested, right, in the podcast. The other thing with traffic is that I switched from Libsyn early at the beginning of this year, I think. I switched from Libsyn to Blueberry. I have a contact at Blueberry. I have an inside contact. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I know somebody, but it's because I reached out for help a couple of years ago. And so I'll hire him for an hour of his time when I want to talk, when I want to figure something out, right? I was having an issue with it not downloading new feeds. Anyways, guy Mike Dell, he's great. So we were talking and he started showing me all this wizardry that is with the Blueberry hosting. One, it's in my site. It's easy. Like you don't need to log into a separate site, upload it, get your link, blah, blah, blah. But I can also share snippets from Blueberry. So of course, I have to go select the snippet, kind of like Clamor. But I can create little audio snippets that go and play in the feed of Facebook and Twitter. So another thing that would be great to have someone go in and manage for me, you know, but in terms of traffic and something I'd like to try is I'm pretty, oh, it's coming. I haven't, I haven't shared this yet, or maybe I've shared it on the show. I'm sorry, guys. But I did an interview with Ben, the founder of a tool called Missing Letter, and it's missing the E at the end. So it's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-T-R.com. I think they have the E-R.com also. Missing Letter, I got it on an AppSumo deal. And it was one of those things that what it does is it pulls all your posts in, it it generates like nine pieces of content. And then that piece of content, you can go in, you can edit hashtags, you can change images, change text, but it then creates a calendar. And so you've got nine pieces of content going out for that specific post over the next year. So it's like, we'll share it tomorrow, three days, seven days, 30 days, 180 days, what you know, and so it it goes in there. So here's the cool thing where I sort of backwards engineered and you're going to hear this again, when I air the, the interview I did with Ben. But I can go into missing letter. And I started looking out at how it's pulling content for tweets and whatnot. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is great. So here's what I'd like to do for promotion of podcast episodes, which I think will add to the traffic because I want to get those numbers up is, is to go in and maybe pull anywhere from say six to 10 quotes and then create, whether it's an image, I'm not going to do a video or quote or whatever, but there's a tool. I another tool I found, I'm just spewing stuff left and right. I'm sorry, but it's called Lumen five L U M E N com. And what it will do is it'll pull your post in and it'll, it'll pull in the sentences. You can drop a sentence onto either a video or an image and it creates a video with music. So again, another piece of great content, but you can also do, so I'd like to do that from a podcast episode. So let's say I do an interview and so next week I'll have uh, Robbie from Beaver Builder on, right? So I could easily make 10 quick images. It doesn't matter what tool I use this in uh, or I create them in, but I could create six images. I could do one of their logo, the website, the Beaver Themer, because that's what we talked about. I could do a quote from Robbie. I could do a picture of Robbie. I can do a picture, my my end with my podcast logo, do a picture of the post or whatever. And all of a sudden... I drop that in, I drop some quotes over it, and I've got this little video to promote the podcast as well. So I'd like to test that. And so stay tuned for that. But I think it's something eventually I could outsource. But again, not until I see an ROI on it. I And there's just something about the creation piece that I want to have my hands on first. (laughs) 
All right. So this last section, where are we at? I got a peek at time. Okay. We're winding down. So the last, <laughs> my last insight and, and wisdom for you guys. Mm. Ooh, sorry. I just took a sip of water and spilled it and it's ice cold on me. Ah, here's my last tip. And that is that nobody cares. And I mean, nobody cares about the stuff we worry about. For most people, we're totally our own worst enemies. I have gotten in my own way on so many occasions, only to find out that the things I was worried about, most people don't even notice. No one is looking for perfection. They're just looking for real. They want to know that they didn't waste time with you. That what, and it could simply be that you were entertaining. It could be that you taught them something. It could be that you struck a nerve. You hit them in the heart, like in a good way. You made them think about something differently. You know, most people, and this is the honest to God truth, you guys, most people are too busy thinking about themselves. And I don't mean that in, you know, a self absorbed narcissistic way. They're worried about their own stuff. So your quote unquote stuff isn't stuff to them. (laughs) I'm hoping that makes sense. Right. But, you know, like where I was referencing earlier, sort of my self deprecating humor, it's, I would say that's probably a mix of one, just being funny and two, calling myself out before I think someone else is going to call me out. Okay. That was a vulnerable share. I'm just going to tell you that. (laughs) But so you call yourself out and it's like, it need, it doesn't serve me though. So you have to find a way that it works. And at the end of the day, you know, the stuff that I might be judgy about, like the live streaming, you guys, like who was I watching briefly? Uh, Ryan Lee was doing a quick live stream and he's up, not shaved, whatever. I didn't think twice about it other than the fact, I'm, I know I'm sharing this and <laughs> Ryan looks fine. It's, that's, it's not a judgment on him, but he just did it. And I was more interested in the content. So it's like, especially... It, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go do my hair. I got to go do my makeup. And I'm like, people don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares, you guys. And that's what I've learned. You know, I so do not have the energy to be anything but who I am. I've never pretended to be something I'm not, you know, but the more I just show up, hashtag just show up, you guys, the more I show up as myself, this is when the imposter syndrome starts going away because you get validation for being you. Remember that, that, that you, uniquely you, that is the only differentiating factor half the time, right? Probably 90% of the time. I don't know about this whole, there's no such thing as a new idea, but there are a lot of people talking about WordPress. There are a lot of people podcasting. There are a lot of people talking about content and lead generation. Lead surveys, is it unique? Yeah, but there might be other tools. Well, there's not, trust me. And I'm not trying to sell you, but I looked. I'm a, I'm a total inspector gadget when it comes to digging. But at the end of the day, what's going to make us unique is our voice and our brand and how we engage with people and how we support our customers and, and how transparent we are with, you know, product development and features and, and all of those things. And so that's what the WordPress chick is, right? It's, it's just the more I show up as myself, you know, the easier it is to create and produce. Am I going to make mistakes? Yes. <laughs> all the time. I do. It just is. But I'm going to still show up and I'm still do my thing. And to quote Teddy Roosevelt, the courage goes to the man in the arena. And thank you, Brene Brown, for bringing that one to the light. So you guys, there you have it. That That's my lessons. I thought about doing like 150 lessons and I was like, oh, that just kind of hurts my brain. 
<laughs> but hopefully this was um, just food for thought, really. And if you're considering a podcast, I would do it. Really, if it's something you've thought about doing, you want to do your, you know, I thought about doing sort of an epic post with like six videos because I'm not going to get into mixers. I'll, I'll send you a link to a site that has recommendations for mics and stuff. I, I'm all about ease. I use Zencaster. I've got an audio, uh, an editor. I, it's just, I like keeping things simply. I use Skype for interviews. Go for the best quality you can with what you have with where you are. But if you thought about it, do it do it, you guys. It is absolutely the most fun I've had. And I want to just say thanks. I thank you all for listening and coming along this ride with me, supporting the show, just being there and letting me letting me in your lives. It's 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 crazy. So here's to another funner funnered. I was thinking they were fun. So here's to another 150 episodes. <laughs> oh, not easy for me to say. But I love you guys tons. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't, I really would love a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show. Until next week. Next week, we will have Robbie McCullough from Beaver Builder on. You guys are the best. Have a fantastic weekend. Here's to month six of 2017. Let's do it. <laughs>